Ruben and, uh, and Liz just felt the tug from the Lord to speak last week, and we did. I almost feel like my job is done, like there's no need for a sermon today because God has already spoken and we've already been able to experience his presence in tremendous ways. So nonetheless, let's go ahead and open up the word of God to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 to 11. And, um, and, and we'll go ahead and uh, read the scriptures this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter, and up there is Ephesians, but that's going to be the scripture for next week. Um, today we're going to be in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 6 to 11. And we'll read just a couple of brief verses in Spanish and then the full passage in English. And, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 6 to 11. En español vamos a leer dos versículos en, en, en español. Primera de Corintios 12, 6 y 7, que dice eso. Hay diversas funciones, pero es un mismo Dios el que hace todas las cosas en todos. A cada uno se le da una manifestación especial del Espíritu para el bien de los demás. And then the, the scripture in uh, English, 1 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 6. Let's follow along here, and it should be on the screen right behind us. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one of us just as he determines. Amen. This is the word of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you because you are the gift giver. And Lord, um, all of us here have a gift. That's not from ourselves, but that has been given from you, from above. And Lord, even as we prayed, God, for a, a dear sister, dear partner in the gospel, we pray for each one of us as well, Lord, that we would be able to receive the gifts that you've given us in order to see that multiplied and to bless the body of Christ here in the valley and around the world, God. Lord God, help us to discover what those gifts are so that we would use them for your purposes and for our joy and fulfillment of your purposes. Thank you, God. Be with us in this time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So we've been talking about spiritual realities. Last week, again, we talked about who the Holy Spirit is and what the role of the Spirit is in our lives. If you missed it, go ahead and check out 
the YouTube or the podcast and you can catch up with all of that. But we're building up on that this week and talking about spiritual gifts, what they are and why we have them. And the topic of spiritual gifts is very wide and very broad. And we could actually spend a whole year or a whole series just focusing on specific spiritual gifts. And because of that, because it's such a big topic, we're not going to address every single aspect or detail of spiritual gifts in this sermon. Instead, we're going to answer the basic questions that are often asked when we're talking about spiritual gifts. And the, and the purpose of spiritual gifts is so that you and I can discover them and use them for God's glory. Each one of us can discover all, all of that in order to really discern how God may use each one of us best for his kingdom. So that basic question, what are spiritual gifts? ¿Qué son los dones espirituales? What exactly are they? The Bible actually doesn't give an exact definition of what a spiritual gift is, but one definition that has helped me over the years is a simple definition that we will use together based on what I've learned about spiritual gifts and through scripture and, um, and, and other uh, amazing counsel on these matters as well. And this will be the definition that we'll use and we'll have it up on the screen. You can write this down as well. But a spiritual gift, if we can get it up on the screen, a spiritual gift is a special fruit-bearing ability that God gives to each of his children so that together we can advance God's kingdom and purposes in this world. A spiritual gift is a special fruit-bearing ability that God gives to each one of his children so that together we can advance God's kingdom and purposes in this world. So that's what a spiritual gift is. Now, how do we get a spiritual gift? How do we receive a spiritual gift? Well, as it says here in the scripture, spiritual gifts are distributed by the good and generous gift giver. The Holy Spirit is the one who distributes the gifts to us. So who is, it is the Holy Spirit that determines which gifts that we, we have. And here's the good news. Every single follower of Christ has at least one gift. Each one of us here has at least one gift that has been given to us by the Holy Spirit that we can use for God's purposes. However, we shouldn't put God in just some kind of box and think that we need to have just the specific gift that we want. But God can distribute the gifts to us that he chooses. And these gifts are from God to use as God determines. So the nature and the purpose of a gift is to give it away. God gives us these gifts in order that we would bless, it, bless others and give the gift away. And the more we give the gift away, the more we actually grow in it and keep it. We're blessed with spiritual gifts in order to bless others around us or wherever God would send us. Spiritual gifts serve that purpose. A spiritual gift is not just a blessing, period. I don't just have a spiritual gift and it's just mine and I keep it in a secret place hidden. No, a spiritual gift is not something to use to hoard over others or to seem more spiritual than others. 
hey, look at me, look how special I am. No, that's not the point of a spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts point to God as the spiritual gift giver. A spiritual gift is something we're blessed by in order to bless others. We receive spiritual gifts in order to share them with others. As it says that in this passage that we read this morning, if we can put up the slide of 1 Corinthians 12, 7, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for what? For the common good. Not just for myself, not just for me and mine, not just to puff myself up, but the Bible says that spiritual gifts are given to us by the Spirit for the purpose of building others up and the purpose of strengthening their faith. So to be clear, spiritual gifts are like a spiritual power. And we've heard it all before in some variation, right? Whether it's in the Bible or in pop culture or whatever it may be, but with great power comes great responsibility. It was even that movie last year, right? Spider-Man, No Way Home which I don't know if you know, but I heard this, that that movie alone saved the movie industry in 2021. That movie alone made just as much as every movie combined in 2021. And that's actually the theme of that movie that made billions and billions of dollars around the world. But you hear it first in scripture, with great power comes great responsibility. And I love that, by the way that eternal truths in the Bible are also found in Spider-Man comic books. You know, I'm a major comic book nerd, some of you know that, and a big Bible nerd, so when the two worlds meet, it's just like, yes, that's where I wanna be and spend time in. So why do we need to strengthen the faith of others? When we strengthen our sisters and brothers, that is called edification when we actually take time to care for others, to strengthen them, to encourage them, that is edification. And we have this slide as well. The end goal of spiritual gifts, and I want you to remember this, the end goal of spiritual gifts is to first glorify God and along with that to edify the body of Christ. To edify the body of Christ. Because we need to be edified. Because in this life, things don't always go according to plan. Things go wrong sometimes. We struggle every day. And because of that, we need to build each other up and to edify one another. Not waste time by tearing each other down or discouraging one another with comparison, with gossip, or with religiosity. We just need to reject that. That's not what God calls us to. But the purpose of receiving a spiritual gift is to give it away, to edify the body, not just to hoard it, not just to puff myself up, but each one of us is blessed to be a blessing with our gifts. Now, this doesn't mean that we won't benefit from the gifts God has given us. We will be blessed by our spiritual gifts and the spiritual gifts of others, but spiritual gifts are for the benefit of those whom God has placed in our path. And other gifts will be used to strengthen us. That's also part of the good news. 
Your gifts will be used to bless and strengthen others, and others' gifts will be used to bless and strengthen you. Just like the human body works beautifully with all of its parts. Some of you here have studied biology. So does the body of Christ. It works beautifully together. The people who are his followers, you and me, we were all created with unique gifts. We teach one another. We show one another mercy. We encourage one another. We exhibit faith. We shepherd one another. We serve one another. We give generously and so on and so on. So this week, I want you all to take time to reflect. Take time to pray and ask God to help you discover what your spiritual gifts are. Now, we've learned that spiritual gifts are given to all Christ followers. Each one of us has a gift given by the Holy Spirit in order to build up others. And the Bible lists many of those gifts throughout several passages in the New, in the New Testament. Now, it, they're not given in any particular order. And no gift is actually superior or inferior to another gift. They're all given by God, by the Holy Spirit, for his purposes. So some examples of spiritual gifts are, uh, are, are some of these, and we'll have them up, yeah, uh, up on the screen. Examples of, excuse me, examples of spiritual gifts are prophecy, which we, are, we talked a lot about last week. Prophecy is pointing to God's eternal truth here and now. Um, serving teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy, administration. That's a spiritual gift from God, and you just thought it was a talent, right? That's a spiritual gift. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, apostleship, evangelists, and pastors. Those are all roles and particular spiritual gifts that are given by God, the Holy Spirit. And these are just some examples. In the Bible, when the Apostle Paul wrote about them, he was actually mentioning some of them, but not necessarily all of them. So regardless, the gifts that are listed in the Bible actually tend to be the ones that are the most commonly um, possessed or recognized um, by believers, by you and me. So many of these gifts are easy to understand, while some of them may take a little more to learn about for example, the gift of teaching, right? That's pretty straightforward. Uh, the gift of giving, encouraging, and serving, those are all pretty self-explanatory. And the truth is, all of us are called to these things, but the ones with the, that spiritual gift actually go the extra mile in their teaching, in their serving, in their giving, because they feel God's pleasure and delight in going above and beyond in those areas because it's their spiritual gift. Yet truly understanding some of these more complex gifts, what they mean and, uh, and, and how to live them out, things like discernment, wisdom, or the ability to speak or interpret tongues, that might need, that might need a bit more detail and a bit more humility and a bit more learning but, and by the way, if you're ever interested in talking more about that, I'd love to connect, have some coffee, pray, and I can share with you just uh, a bit more about my understanding as your pastor in that, and also our, our views in, in the church as that as well. But God's gifts were never meant to confuse us. 
God's gifts are a blessing. So it's wise for each one of us to actually learn about all of the spiritual gifts, even if we only have one or two. Because if we don't learn about others' spiritual gifts, we can become suspicious of them. But really, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us those gifts. So while these gifts are all very different, they're actually given by the same Spirit, as the Scripture says here. Many different, but all for, by the, given by the same gift giver. We all have different gifts, but we do not have all of the gifts. And I want to be very clear on that. No one has all of the gifts. If anyone who ever claims to you that they have every single spiritual gift, I have news for you as your pastor. They're lying to you. Go in the other direction. Kind of put them in their place there. But the truth is, not everyone has every gift. We all have been given some by God to bless the body of Christ. So to think that one person will have every gift listed, that actually goes against what the Scripture says, right? The Scripture in the New Testament even says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So each of our gifts make a complete set in the body of Christ. And when administered appropriately, we complement, we bless, and build one another up with our gifts. And that makes the body of Christ stronger and more unified when each one of us uses our gifts. So don't hold back, sister, brother, friend. Lean in to your God-given gifts. Now there's something so incredibly special when we learn about and we grow in our gifts in order to make a great contribution to glorify God and to bless others. And maybe that's a question that you have, right? How do I know what my gifts are? Part of the journey in growing as disciples is getting to identify what your spiritual gifts are. Now, it's not difficult because the chances are that you already know what some of your gifts are. And you can ask yourself these questions and we'll have them up on the screen. You can write them down, journal, pray about them throughout this week. Consider asking yourself some of these questions as you're asking God to show you your spiritual gifts. Ask yourself, what is the Holy Spirit telling me? Ask yourself, what is something I enjoy doing? Guess what? Actually, God works with what we enjoy also. Then am I fulfilled when I do it? And ask, what do other people tell me that I'm gifted at? Do I have that affirmation from others as well? And also, what have I done in the past that has made a huge difference or blessing in someone's life? So when you find your gifts, you may feel that it just comes easy for you. And that's usually how a gift works. It's not your talent or your skills, but it's an ability that is beyond you because it's a gift given by God. So that that gift is given so that you can really be able to go that next level. But that gift is really going to seem very natural to you. 
it's going to seem as natural as taking a breath or doing what you do, right? So a few more thoughts to help us in, in understanding our gifts. We can also keep it simple, right, when thinking about gifts. We can keep it simple in this way. If you say kind words to people regularly, then guess what? You're an encourager. God has made you an encourager. If you proclaim God's truth to everyone as much as possible and point to God's eternal truth, especially when it's difficult and unpopular, then perhaps you have a prophetic gift. Prophecy, again, is declaring God's eternal truth here and now. It's actually not fortune-telling. It's proclaiming God's eternal truth here and now. If you're constantly giving to people in need, then good news. Keep it simple. You're a giver. You've been given the gift of generosity. You have that gift. If you learn something and just you can't wait to tell someone about it, then hallelujah, amen. You're a teacher. God has given you the gift of teaching. If you share Jesus and point to Jesus with everyone you can, you are an evangelist. Now, as we live our lives for Christ, other people around us, they're going to begin to see our gifts, even the gifts that we don't immediately see. And I want to encourage us all in this. Don't be embarrassed to tell people that you're trying to find your gifts. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed about that. Request their help. And remember this, in the kingdom of God, asking for help is actually not a sign of weakness. Asking for help, asking for counsel is actually a sign of strength, a sign of wisdom in the kingdom of God. Because those close to you may actually notice something that you don't already see. Because we all have blind spots. You may be thinking to yourself, um, I don't know what particular gift I have. And my, my, my suggestion to you, seek the Lord and seek godly counsel. Seek wisdom from people of God to give you clarity on that. Because we all have blind spots. Others see what we don't immediately see. Now, here's, here's the amazing thing. Knowing our gifts isn't necessary before we actually start using our gifts. When we see someone whose faith is weak, who is struggling, guess what we can do? We can offer help, offer encouragement to them. When we um, feel a lack of clarity on our spiritual gifts, we can still obey what the Bible calls us to obey. We can encourage one another. We can be merciful to one another. We can't just think like, oh, no, I'm not sure I have the gift of encouragement or of mercy, so I'm not going to extend that. I'm going to be withholding. No, we're all called to be encouraging. We're all called to be merciful. Just the sum with the gift go above and beyond with it. But really, here's the bottom line. We've talked about what spiritual gifts are and how to receive them, how to gain them. But here's the truth, and the Bible says it best. Knowing what our spiritual gifts are, that's an amazing thing. We get to impact other people with a supernatural ability given to us by God's Spirit. How amazing is that? We get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in someone's life. 
We get to serve, encourage, teach, and bless our fellow Christ followers. But this is what the New Testament says to us. If we do all of that, it is all for nothing if we do not have love. If we do not have love, if we do not do it in God's love, it is all for nothing. It is just a bunch of noise and show if we do not have love and do it in God's love. And I want you to write this down. It'll be up in the screen there about spiritual gifts. A love for God and a love for others must be the drive and the motivation behind our spiritual gifts and using them. A love for God and a love for others must be our drive and motivation in our spiritual gifts and using them. Because here's the truth. Possessing a spiritual gift from God, that does not necessarily mean we are mature believers. I know that can be a shock and surprise to some of us, but the mark of spiritual maturity is how well we are walking in the fruit of the Spirit not just in how we're displaying our particular gifts. Because here's the truth. Gifts are not the same as fruit. Gifts could perhaps sometimes give us quick results. When we surrender them to God, they become fruits. But gifts are not the same as fruit. And I've shared this before here at Imago and in small groups and discipleship groups, and I'll share it again as I've shared with you in the past. Only a living tree can bear fruit. A Christmas tree, a holiday tree, is a beautiful, shiny tree with all kinds of gifts. But guess what? It will never, ever bear fruit. Friends, brothers, sisters, if we're not connected to Jesus, the vine and the roots, the, one, the only one who gives true life, then we're not going to bear fruit. Now, I know how it may feel. Some of us feel like we're abiding in Christ, but our results aren't coming as quickly. It may feel like it's taking a long time to grow, but eventually, when you abide in Christ, when you abide in the vine, you will bear eternal fruit. Now, on the other hand, right, a Christmas tree, a holiday tree, it can be huge, it can be beautiful, it can be shining, and it serves its purpose in a few weeks, but then what happens just a couple days later, it's just found by a dumpster or in a curbside. It's not bearing any fruit, it's not going anywhere. I've, I've seen before, I've had the privilege of seeing the Rockefeller Center giant uh, America's Christmas tree light up. And it's, it's amazing in New York City to see that. And then I went back a few weeks later and it was gone. It was desolate. No one was even around. It served its purpose. And then it left. It came and it went. We love gifts, but we know that gifts have a purpose. And the purpose of gifts is to glorify God and to edify the body and we do that best when we live and abide in God's love. 
in God's character with one another. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Oftentimes, and you hear this a lot in the valley, to be honest, and in other parts of the country too, but sometimes people kind of gauge a church or, or a fellow believer or a Christian and asking, well, how much of the Holy Spirit do you have? When really, the question should actually be for every church and for every disciple and every question and every Christian, the real question should not be how much of the Holy Spirit do you have, but how much does the Holy Spirit have you? How much does the Holy Spirit have you? Meaning, how much of our lives are really surrendered and yielding to the Holy Spirit? Do we allow the Spirit of God to rule us instead of trying to rule ourselves or to rule others? Learning about spiritual gifts and how to use them to impact people, that's going to be a lifelong pursuit. We're all lifelong, we're all lifelong learners here. No one is going to be an instant expert. So my prayer is that you would continue to persist in this. There's going to be times where you're not going to feel like using your spiritual gift, but my hope and my prayer is that you would be able to continue to trust God and lean in and take action and use it even when you don't feel it. Again, to glorify God, to bless others, because sometimes that's how God uses us and, and bears eternal fruit. When we show up through our weakness, in our weakness, the Lord is strong. There will be seasons when you, you use your gifts and you're not seeing immediate results and it may feel like a long defeat. But as I've said to some of you before, sometimes the greatest fruit comes when we take the long road of obedience in the same direction. One of, my one, one of my favorite pastoral writers, Eugene Peterson, said that once. But the Holy Spirit is the giver of spiritual gifts. And we mature through spiritual gifts when we abide in Christ. And we taste like and align ourselves with the fruits of the Spirit. And we know what those fruits of the Spirit are, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Friends, brothers, sisters, I want you to hear this and receive this. You are gifted. You are called. You are blessed to be a blessing. Called to glorify God and to bless the people of God with your gifts that God has given you. So don't hold back. Don't hoard. Step into those gifts. Lean into those gifts. And may you receive your gifts. May you grow in your gifts. May you bless in your gifts. All for the glory of God. Amen. Let's pray. Vamos orar. Lord God, we thank you because all good and perfect gifts come from above, Lord. They come from you, the Father of lights. And Lord God, we just uh, pray and we trust, Lord God, that you are 
doing an incredible work. Thank you, Lord, that each one of us has been blessed and endowed with spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts that can be used to glorify you and to edify the body, Lord, to bless sisters and brothers in Christ around the valley, around the world, Lord. Thank you, God, that you invite us to a story that is so much bigger than just me and mine, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All gifts come from you. Today we want to receive whatever gift you have for us, Lord God. Would you rain down, Holy Spirit? Our hearts are open. Our minds are open this morning. Lord God, we pray your blessing. We pray for greater faith, for greater increase so that we may bless others, Lord, so that we may reflect and glorify you, so that we may taste like your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Receive these songs of praise, Lord, these words as a prayer, and receive them as a sweet aroma this morning. It's in the precious name of Jesus, the giver of all gifts. Amen. Amen.